Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. Monday's here. It's Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Logger, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel, and you. Thanks for checking us out. Hail Varsity YouTube channel, Hail Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. We've got a ton to get into with a couple of additions via the portal for Nebraska football. Maybe an addition to the coaching staff we'll tell you about in two additions to the college football Hall of Fame with Frank Solich and Danny Woodhead. That's incredible. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Numbers to get in today at 489-1240, 800-825-5865. can email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Reaction over the weekend with Husker basketball. They try and get up off the mat as Mount Edie comes to PBA tomorrow night. NFL weekend to touch on. Playoffs are set And, oh, yes, time to crown a national champion tonight with Michigan v. Washington, the old-school Big Ten versus the new addition to the Big Ten. So uh, a lot to dive into on the program today. We'll check in with Michigan insider Greg Henson. Greg's been great uh, and uh, has his ear to the ground with Michigan football and and maybe Jim Harbaugh's future, his thoughts on the matchup in about 15 minutes in hour two. Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride will get Uncle Charlie's take on Dana Holgerson potentially. And oh, yeah, the title game tonight. And then Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFL are part of the Blackshirt Hour. Jay Moore with us at 525. Time for roll call. If you're one of the first five in to the stream, we give you a shout out. And our starting five, Anthony Sargent has checked in, and Anthony checked in way back at 3.15. Wow. Patrick got in there and uh, says, look, I was first eight hours ago. Tuck in at three, Mike at four, Big Al comes in at number five. So there you have it. We'll read your comments and stream questions and thoughts uh, all along the way. We love Anonymous checking in. Is Dana Holgerson in talks to join Nebraska, or is he looking to manage a Cinnabon in Omaha? <laughs> a little Gene slash Better Call Saul slash Slippin' Jimmy. And that's a great doppelganger take. Have you made it through the snow day okay? Oh, fine, yeah. Yeah, you didn't want to smack any roommates? That comes with the territory. Yeah? Uh, that's expected. So my roommates, to lay it out, one's a plumber. One's a, a school teacher. So the school teacher had the day off. Hmm. The plumber woke up this morning and was like, eh, I got a plenty of vacation days saved up. Uh, 
it's no, it's not worth it. He took the day off. And they have been playing Mortal Kombat at home for <laughs> hours. Just those two. They're stepbrothers, which makes it even worse. So they've been playing Mortal which Kombat. Which one's Brennan? Which one's Dale? Was there karate in the garage? No, no garage karate. I might come home to it. We'll see. I, I, uh, I know there's a couple of Modellos in the garage. You never know what happens Just after two? a couple of Modellos. <laughs> there, was, there was a couple Modellos in the garage. No, but uh, th- so like they... They like first met each other as stepbrothers in like middle school, and they really hit it off by playing Mortal Kombat, and that has just stayed true. So it's just been a day of them, uh, Scorpion and Sub Zero for the Mortal Kombat fans out there, just battling it head to head, screaming at each other. I had a meeting at one. I'm trying to sit through, and I'm just hearing screams coming from upstairs. <laughs> They're playing Mortal Kombat. It was it was a, a little bit hell. Screams and swearing. And to let you know, like I, I texted Schmidt before I came in. Hey, uh, I'm about to head that way, but I'm gonna head out and shovel. I didn't need to go out and shovel. I wanted to get the hell out of that house while they're playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Choices. Listen to them uh, blast one another. Controllers and glass shattering. Making your mama jokes. I'm like you have the same yeah, mother, it's, it's stepmother. A, it's a, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the same. It's the same response. Can't do it. There's a line in the snow we don't cross. Whether the line is yellow or not, that's to be determined. But I had to. Junior was home from school today, and he was. I'm gonna go to the gym. Junior bought the uh, or talked to mama into buying him creatine. I'm like, dude, are you are you playing anything? What are you getting on creatine for? Like, I just want to get bigger. To look vascular. I got to look muscular. He's <laughs> like, dude, shower once in a while, and it, it may help with the ladies more so than than, than getting all yoked. Then a couple of veins in your eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, anywho, he was home. Mama was home. I'm sure the gas bill is going to be $4 million because she turns the fireplace on and I uh, was watching something on Netflix. So, so. You, you and I may have been the only two people in this city that were more excited to go drive in the snow and bear the elements. No, I got, we got home. the hell here at like noon. <laughs> yeah, we got here way earlier <laughs> than got, we needed to be. We got out. But let's dive in to the Nebraska weekend and let's just call it what it's been for Nebraska football and Coach Rule is, is he's in Nashville at the AFCA convention, was the keynote speaker. Uh, he spoke Sunday night, and he is somebody that other coaches in droves come to listen to, and, and he's somebody that also knows his offense needs to be better. He has recruited well uh, with that 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 room of wide receivers. He has young wide receivers that are talented. He's clearly recruited well, landing the number one quarterback in the country, and Dylan Riola. He's recruited well. And, and, and getting Danny Kalen, and as uneven as the offensive performance was, the offense at least tried to adapt to Harburg's strengths, and he was able to reel off five wins for you as a backup who'd had really no practice time in Lincoln before this staff showed up. So all those things are laid out, and then we'll start with a couple of the players in Isaiah Naor, the Wyoming slash Texas wide receiver. Uh, really good year for Craig Bull at Wyoming. A tough year at Texas with just a, a handful of grabs because of that knee injury in 2022. And then Dante Dowdell, um, him and Riola hit it off immediately. Good story from Evan Bland on Dowdell and just kind of the impression Lincoln made on him. 
and oh yeah, the polar bear and wrestling and, and Husker fans, the the fan base coming through again. That was cool for for Nash this weekend. So you get a. Uh, a running back with a number of years to play that is that thumper that has some speed that is pretty elusive can be a three back three down back guy mayors at six four the other shoe that could drop is jamal banks was looking at some of his numbers banks elijah uh led the acc in touchdown receptions with nine he's put together a couple of really nice years he's six four two oh five but his 63% of his catches were contested. And that means somebody's on your leg uh, as a defensive back, and you're still able to make that grab. So if Nebraska can get Banks to pair with Nayor with that young room, and you got a run game with Emmett there, presumably guys uh, like Irvin and uh, and Ramir that can come back from injury and you, you, you add a guy like Dowdell, you have a balanced offense with a guy that can pull the trigger at quarterback and an experienced offensive line. You put it all together with the defense returning, you can feel really good about Nebraska football. And one of the things I want to say about the wide receivers, because some people might sit there and say, well, Nebraska got Nayor, why would they still want Banks? I know Banks still wants to go visit Michigan. Despite these guys' measurables being pretty similar, they're different kinds of wide receivers. And the comparison I made last week, Nayor strikes me more as a Quincy Anunwa type, whereas uh, Banks strikes me more as a Maurice Purify type, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Banks turns 50-50 balls into 75-25 balls, sure. which is kind of the, 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 the hallmark I remember from Maurice Purify. He had those gigantic hands. He could go up in high point of football. He was able to make those contested catches pretty one-sided in terms of the offense, whereas Anun was that guy that, with his frame, was a good downfield blocker but had some wheels to be able to go beat the defense as well, could take the top off. And that's kind of the difference I see between those two because if you look at the, the just the pure measurables, height, weight, these two guys somewhat similar, but they play the the game in a different way, and they'd fill different two styles. different roles. They'd fill two different roles within an offense. I think it'd be big to get both of those. We'll see if Banks still ends up checking out Michigan, whether or not Michigan's in the cards for him. As for Dowdell, I've been struggling to find the right comparison for him, as we kind of talked about last week. I think he is the guy that's going to step in and be the the RB one. Uh, that might be an early forecast for me, but with Irvin and. Uh, Johnson both coming back from injuries. Emmett Johnson's a little more slight. You're not sure how he's going to be able to handle a full Big Ten season. I think it makes sense to have, I a, see it. To, to have a, a thunder and lightning of sorts. If we just set Irvin and Intermere Johnson aside, not knowing how they respond sure. from injury, I think you have a, 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 a lightning and thunder kind of guy with Emmett Johnson having a little more speed, a little more elusiveness. You have Dowdell being that little more of a thumper back, not saying he's not a, a elusive, but more of a Big Ten traditional thumper back. I think it could be an interesting one-two combo in that backfield, but I've been struggling to find the right comparison for Dowdell. And then you add in the factor of, what does this offense even look like if Dana Holgerson's brought on? Because we know he likes the air raid. He's a Mike Leach disciple. I believe he played quarterback for Mike Leach at Wesleyan. I He's West a wide Lane? receiver. Wide receiver. Wesleyan. Yeah, and, 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 and Dana grew up uh, in uh, the shadows of the um, the Iowa Wesleyan football program that is no longer. Every time I talk with Coach Leach and I just bring up off air about West Virginia or Houston or Dana, and he just had this all data. I mean, he, he, he loved him some data. Uh, we'll get there in a minute. The more pertinent question from Brian, which stepbrother has a drum set? Neither. Thank God. One has a guitar. Okay. He, he has not, he, no offense, Alex, he's not very good. 
He doesn't play it all that much. He, he tried to get into it for a little bit, learned his basic C, G, D chords, and kind of gave up. If you're just joining to reset, uh, Elijah has roommates. Two of those roommates are stepbrothers who were in their jammies playing Mortal Kombat all day at 8 a.m. this morning <laughs> uh, because of said snow day. Let's talk about Dana and uh, Dana Holgerson, okay? Uh, a Again, a leech disciple, but that does not mean air raid specifically uh and and how do, how how would this work is is it analyst role is it passing game coordinator and offensive coordinator the cart is way before the horse because well elijah they're they're just friends that's why dana was in town to to watch nebraska wrestling for sure and uh you know you'd heard dana's name you've heard some other people's names as quarterback coach and i'll get there in a minute but you got what I need. Little Bismarcky. But you say he's just a friend. Because if Dana's just a friend, fine, pick his brain. If if he's more than just a friend, uh, get his ass in office <laughs> and and a whiteboard and bring him in. Bring him in. Okay, I'll say this. And Dana Holgerson. Uh, has just doing some research on him over the weekend. In, in Dana's time, he he's worked for Leach, he's worked for Sumlin, he's run his own programs. And listen, did he want to win more games at West Virginia? Yes. Did he have a couple of nine, ten win seasons? Yeah. Did he maybe get run out of town a little too early at Houston? Probably. They were just transitioning to the Big 12. But I know this about... Dana Holgerson. In his last nine seasons, he's ran about a half dozen different offenses, right? Will Greer's more of your backdrop guy, RPO option uh, with a little bit of shake to him. Uh, there's been quarterbacks like Geno, where it was a short passing game that he adapted to. That's that's the the, the thing to me that, that screams this would be big time for Nebraska is because Holgerson uh, can can throw it around. You're going to win football games being physical in the Big Ten with a run game. And in the 2015-26 season at West Virginia, well, it was more of a power read quarterback attack where West Virginia and a Mike Leach air raid disciple ran the football 60% of the time to a 10-2 season. So you look at what you got. Here's the groceries. Let's make a meal. And this triumvirate here, I think you get Dana Holgerson as your quarterback's coach. I think you get Dana as your co-offensive coordinator. I think you move Sat to the tight end position that's, that's vacant, possibly. And those two are co-coordinators together. Your run game coordinator is Donnie Riola. And those three, th- those three guys work together. Two things. When Dane has made a jump to a program as a coordinator, their offense has improved by nearly 13 to 16 points. The year he was at Oklahoma State, that was before their top 10 finish uh, in, in 2011. In 2010, you know what kind of a pain in the A they were when Nebraska played down there with Blackman uh, and uh, their 87-year-old quarterback. Listen, they put up a ton of points. They went 11-2 that year. Uh, they jumped 16 points per game when he showed up. They had talent there. 
but he got production. He gets to, to West Virginia. They're up 13 points a contest. Year one at Houston, they're up uh, 13 points a ball game. You look at what Nebraska's scoring output has been in year one. You add 13 to that at minimum based on track record. You're right at that 30-point number, which wins you a lot of Big Ten games. Mm-hmm. The concern you have with Dana, I think if you don't know all that much about Dana, is he is a, an air raid disciple. He's a guy who likes to throw the football around. That seems to fly in the face of what Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield have said they want around here. But when you dive a little further in, he has the hallmark of a good offensive coordinator, and that's that he tailors his offense yes. to the pieces that he has. This is not Mark Whipple airing it out just to air it out. And this I is guess. not empty on third and inches. No, no. <laughs> uh, Dana Holgerson is a guy that can tailor his offense. Does he probably prefer to throw the football around? Yes, it's more fun. Um, but he's a guy who understands, I believe, how to create an offense that fits the pieces that he has, which is, in my book, the hallmark of a good offensive coordinator. Uh, he's going to like throwing the football around. Guess what? You have Dylan Ryle. He's going to like throwing the football mm-hmm. around, too. It makes sense in that aspect. This is not a guy who's going to come in and throw it 90% of the football time, in the, or 90% of the time in the Big Ten. Hey, Varsity continues. We'll talk some Michigan-Washington, more on Nebraska and uh, what's looking ahead this uh, offseason. Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out on a Monday. It's Hail Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager. Get the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. You can rewind the show anytime you want there. The Hail Varsity uh, radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Give that a follow. You can watch us live, Hale Varsity YouTube channel. So we're efforting Greg Henson, Michigan Insider. Uh, open phones for you uh, right now at 489-1240. But thoughts on this Holgerson mo- news, news being that there's been discussions. How do you feel about that if you're a Nebraska football fan? And as nice as Dowdell and Nayor are. I love those pieces, those additions, those commitments from the portal. I think if you could uh, add a guy like Dana Holgerson to your staff, that's that's game-changing to pair with what you're expected to have back defensively with some of the pieces you have on offense. And don't jack around. Get somebody in here as your quarterback's coach. That was your plan from the get-go when you took the job. And uh, you, you like uh, Brian's comments here in the stream. Can also contribute via the stream or email, chris at hailvarsity.com. Brian says, give Rule credit. He's leaving no stone unturned. If Holgerson comes aboard, the offense will look totally different in 2024. And what you want is options. You want to have a bread and butter, yes. But you need options. And Holgerson's found different ways uh, in, in Morgantown and in Houston. And, and he's had guys go to the next level as quarterbacks. So that's also appealing. We're, we're talking as it's a done deal. I don't know that it is, but it's just encouraging that, listen, uh, you went outside your, your comfort zone or from a familiarity standpoint defensively. Yeah, a number of the guys on your defensive staff, for sure you knew from Carolina. But your defensive coordinator and Tony White, big time. Uh, you nailed that higher. Uh, you kind of made do with what you had offensively last year. And then you factor in the injury bug. You can't be that inept offensively next year. There's no 
way you can live in that world again and you can't get off on that foot with the talent you got coming in at quarterback and and let's first off lay something out if you read the tea leaves i don't think matt rules the kind of guy that would open himself up to bringing holgerson to a very public event such as husker wrestling and not have that be <laughs> damn near a done deal like the 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 fall like husker fans are i don't want to say expecting this to happen but like you saw how Twitter blew up. people People blew up over the picture of back of Dana Holgerson's head. The, being like, is the, that the side shot from, from our, our, our dear friend Mitch Sherman's like Twitter? half obstructed. You could just kind of see the hair and be like, looks like Dana Holgerson's hair. Let's first off lay it out. That was, in fact, Dana Holgerson. Uh, enough people that were at Husker Wrestling have told me, yes, that was him, that I am confident saying, yes, Dana Holgerson was at Husker Wrestling. And I don't think Matt Rule would bring Dana Holgerson to such a public event unless this was pretty close to the finish line as, like, like the wheels would have to fall off in the the 23rd hour and 45 minutes for this to to not happen in my humble opinion. I think the question becomes what is his role once he gets here? Is it as an analyst? I I would be more likely to think it's as a co-offensive coordinator role with his acumen. Maybe he just wants a one year. You don't go from head coach. You don't go from head coach and not sit out and collect the money for an analyst job. I agree with that. You, you just don't. You go all right, you go from head coach to co-offensive coordinator and you, you make some money and you show off what you can do with a, an offense in a quarterback room that was a, a tough deal last year. And importantly, giving, given Holgerson's history, you probably get to take a step back in recruiting. By all accounts, both at West Virginia and Houston, wasn't a huge fan of the recruiting grind that it took to be a, a head coach. And I think you could probably come here and, hey, just focus on the offense. Just be our X's and O's guy. Don't worry about the recruiting. We've got coaches that can handle that. You don't have to be on the recruiting trail. We just want you to game plan us, uh, game plan for us every single week, work with Satterfield, and then I'd assume call the games on Saturday as well to do the play calling. I'd assume Holgerson with his experience there would get the nod over Satterfield. I can't say that for certain. And may, maybe Holgerson does come as an analyst, but I don't think it makes as much sense as him being a co-offensive coordinator that can really, really focus on game planning, X's and O's, play calling, step back from recruiting, get yourself a paycheck. And you know what? Uh, with a five-star quarterback that you're working with, you'll likely get yourself another head coaching gig if that's what you want. If not, you get a nice cushy paycheck to send you off into retirement. Well, and the other question too is a lot of these contracts you have to you offset. You're supposed to actively be seeking work at some point in time. Uh, that's one thing. Head coach money offsets head coach time to leave money. Uh, coordinator money may be a, a loophole in the contract, so you can get paid at both spots. But can I add? This is finally should this hire go through a hire that feels like the resume matches the job for Nebraska, like the resume, what this guy has put together, his body of work makes sense to be the guy that's leading a program with the stature of Nebraska. No, Nebraska has been down. We've talked about it plenty, but for what Nebraska is, the resources that Nebraska has, this is finally the coordinator hire along with Tony White in the defense. who I think proved that he fit the bill last year that the resume matches what the job description is going to be. Because you look back, did, did Lubick and his experience at Colorado State and then his experience at a credit union translate into being a high-level Division One coordinator at a place like Nebraska? You just never know because you were, you, were, you were going through coordinators every year, every other year with Scott. And then you look at that Whipple. Whipple was pretty much a retirement gig before 
he rode off into the sunset and didn't sound like Narduzzi wanted him around at Pitt anymore. He had a good resume, but was he a fit for Nebraska? Not really. Was he acclaimed in his last couple stops? No, not really either. Uh, you look at Satterfield. Satterfield was bemoaned by South Carolina, uh, yeah, South Carolina fans for his two years there before he comes to Nebraska. They weren't a huge fan of him. This is finally a hire that Nebraska is making that feels like, okay, yeah, Nebraska is a big dog and Nebraska is going to act like a big dog going and getting a coach with a resume like Dana Holgerson. One of the best offenses in the country over the past 10 years has been what Dana Holgerson has been putting together both at West Virginia and at Houston. It, it just finally feels like Nebraska is flexing its muscle in the way that it should by saying, you know what? We had offensive issues last year. We're going to get one of the best offensive masterminds in the sport. Give us Dana Holgerson. You have to upgrade on offense. Mm-hmm. You've done the job recruiting and acquiring personnel. You've done the job of getting some of the young talent you have at wide receivers, feet wet, where they made some plays for you. You can't be jerking around on offense for another year. You can't put it on the defense. You can't not go pull the trigger on this if you can get it done because of feelings, right? And and that's, that's the narrative out there. The narrative is, well, you know, the loyalty and the connection – you're not dumping or getting rid of Sat, I don't believe. I don't believe that at all. You're not going to stand up at, at X number of press conferences and, 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 and back your guy, which is what you're supposed to do. Meanwhile, you're not, and he's said it from day one rule, I'm not going to apologize about competition. You bring in high-level talent to enhance what you already got, and we know the offense needs to, to jump two or three notches to be – not only complimentary to what the defense has done, but look at what you're going against every week with four more, four new teams coming in, one playing for the playoff title tonight in Washington. You've got to have as good or better guys in the headsets on your staff. And if you can get them because people want to work for you, good. It's And you, you nailed it with Nebraska is a spot where you go get the best because you can. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you don't and, settle. And you've gotten the best at quarterback. Now you're, if this fall, if this goes through again, we're, we're talking as if it's going to happen. We can't say that with certainty, but it at feels like At least the it. wheels are in motion for it. And it's bringing in a, a coordinator that will do your five-star quarterback right, if you will, in that you have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. You don't want to hamstring him with coaches, with, with game plans. Bring in a guy that will do it right for that quarterback. And I think Dana Holgerson is that guy. I mean, he's turned so many guys into super, super high-level quarterbacks from obscurity. What can you do with a, a top-level five-star quarterback? We'll find out, but I, I wouldn't believe Dana's that. Dana's never got to work with that. No. I mean, and he's turned guys into NFL guys. What Wasn't he the one? You had Brendan, you had Brendan Whedon and Case Keenum or two. Yeah. Oh, Geno and you Smith, had Cody yeah. Pickett and, and Geno Smith. So there's four. And then he also was the one who – oh, no, Mordecai was SMU, excuse me. I was, I was thinking Mordecai for a second, but Mordecai was not a Houston kid. He was an SMU kid. But still, you, you look at that pedigree. Give Dana Holgerson the top-throwing quarterback in the country. I know Lagway was, ended up being the number one quarterback. I don't believe that to be true. I think Ryle is still your top guy. You're giving him the number one quarterback in the country. I am would be very, very curious to see what Dana Holgerson can do with that because I don't think you will screw that up. I don't think Dana Holgerson would screw that up. He'll he'll look and assess, and what the the thing that he does, all right. And this has been his history again, looking at stuff over the weekend, uh, the adaptability, 
and how he's grown as a coach and as a play caller. It's not just four verts, right? That's a lot of fun, and you did it really well at Texas Tech. But you've adjusted as an offensive coordinator based on the experience you have at quarterback, and you don't have a college-level experience quarterback that we think is going to win the job. You do in, in Harburg, but you have seven games with, with him. You also look at what type of arm talent you're working with and you have. We kind of detailed that a little bit ago last segment, and you've got pretty high-level arm talent coming in. So, uh, no, if this can move forward for Nebraska football with Holgerson, you find a spot, you make it happen, and then, man, you got to be pretty excited with where Nebraska's at potentially on offense well, yeah. with the pieces they have, with the personnel, with the mind of a Holgerson paired with what's already on offense, and then you get the defense. And, hey, you, you need to be able to score points. You need to be able to stop folks. And as good as the defense was, imagine this defense playing with a lead for the love of God, right? Not trying to, to score themselves to get a lead. And, and that the, the defense can take a breath and, and move forward as well. So I mean, did you think we, we talked about we, can Dylan Riley get you seven more points a game? Because seven more points a game probably got you four more wins last year. Can well, Dana Holgerson and Dylan Riola get along you with, with seven Dowdell points? and Naor and this young group of receivers I mean, and Fedoni and this offensive line? The running back room would still be a little bit of a question. But you feel decent about the wide receivers? Is, is the biggest hold in your offensive line, which made progress last year, was probably a middle-of-the-road Big Ten offensive line? I mean, the the holes that we discussed this offense and all the issues seem to be getting resolved this offseason. Obviously, you have to put it on the field before you're willing to, to really put all your eggs into that basket of it's fixed. You have to see what Ryola can do as a true freshman, but you feel a hell of a lot better than you did two and a half weeks ago. Jeff tweets in, is our O-line good enough for these new skill guys to shine? O-lines tend to do better when defenses are nervous with added playmakers. Great pickup. That was a comment from uh, Jeff Erickson uh, on Dowdell. Well, we'll see what happens. Some thoughts on Nebraska basketball, NFL weekend, college football playoff ahead with, K- with Hale Varsity. 